Psalm 115. Unlike some of the other psalms, there isn't a a heading for the psalm to know exactly its circumstances, so the Lord knows we don't need to know precisely. Not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to your name be the glory, because of your love and faithfulness. Why do the nations say, where is their God? Our God is in heaven. He does whatever pleases him. But their idols are silver and gold made by the hands of men. They have mouths but cannot speak, eyes but they cannot see. They have ears but cannot hear, noses but they cannot smell. They have hands but cannot feel, feet but they cannot walk, nor can they utter a sound with their throats. Those who make them will be like them, and so will all who trust in them. O house of Israel, trust in the Lord, he is their help and shield. O house of Aaron, trust in the Lord, he is their help and shield. You who fear him, trust in the Lord, he is their help and shield. The Lord remembers us and will bless us. He will bless the house of Israel. He will bless the house of Aaron. He will bless those who fear the Lord, small and great alike. May the Lord make you increase, both you and your children. May you be blessed by the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. The highest heavens belong to the Lord, but the earth he has given to man. It is not the dead who praise the Lord, those who go down to silence. It is we who extol the Lord, both now and forevermore. Praise the Lord. We're focusing on verses 12 and 13. Just as in past weeks, thinking of what to say when we reopened. These were words I believed were particularly appropriate. Psalm 115 and verses 12 and 13. The Lord remembers us and will bless us. He will bless the house of Israel. He will bless the house of Aaron. He will bless those who fear the Lord, small and great alike. Three things just very simply we see in this portion of the word of God. And first of all, God has remembered. God has remembered. Basic attitude of the psalm of the Lord's people, you find the very first verse. Not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to your name be the glory. Right from the very beginning of the psalm, it is God centered. Not focused on the psalmist, the Lord's people and their concerns. Those have a legitimate place, but first, it's the glory of God that matters. And the fundamental reason why God is to be honored and glorified because of your love and faithfulness, because of the kind of God he is. That, above all, is why glory is due to his name. That is the kind of God he is. His love and his faithfulness. 
and the love and the faithfulness of God lie behind verses 12 and 13. That's why we're starting with the the very beginning of the psalm, because this gives us the reason behind the verses we're particularly looking at. The love and the faithfulness of God. And in verse 12, the psalmist is thinking, first of all, of the past. Now, the NIV has, the Lord remembers us. But the verb is past tense. So, first of all, the psalmist is saying, do you have it in the ESV, for example, if you're using it? The Lord has remembered us. The psalmist looking back and he's delighting in how God has remembered his people. Now then, of course, that is God's fixed attitude to his people. The Lord has remembered us, and so he keeps on remembering us. And so that does justify the NIV, the Lord remembers us, because this goes on into the future, into eternity. The Lord is the God who has remembered and who continues to remember. Now, what does it mean when the Bible says the Lord remembered his people? It's saying much more than simply that the Lord has a store of information about each of us. He knows our name. He knows our background. He knows our experience. He knows our favorite color, down to the tiniest detail. Yes, God knows it all and remembers it all. He remembers our birthdays. But saying something far deeper and richer than simply God has an infinite store of information about you. When the Bible speaks about God remembering It always has in view God's saving action on behalf of his people. God has remembered us because he has saved us. God delivers and blesses those he remembers. So it's a beautiful thing. It's a tremendously encouraging thing to know that God has remembered you. And continues to remember you. Because this is the language of salvation. Of grace. Remember the prayer of the dying thief. As he probably was a terrorist. On the cross beside Jesus. Luke 23 verse 42. Remember me. When you come into your kingdom. Now, whatever the limitations of that man's understanding, and no doubt he couldn't have passed a a theological exam, it was a prayer for deliverance, a prayer for salvation, and a prayer that Jesus graciously granted, didn't he? Today you will be with me in paradise. Remembering is a language of salvation. The Lord saves Those he remembers. Never forget that. He could remember our sins, couldn't he? 
And if the Lord remembered our sins, we'd be finished. But this is the language of grace. Isaiah 43, 25. I am he who blots out your transgressions and remembers your sin no more. Isn't that beautiful? He remembers our sin no more. And he remembers us in love and in grace. And he's the Lord. The Lord remembered. The covenant name. The one who binds himself to his people in a bond of love. An unbreakable relationship of grace. That's the Lord. And we're often told in the Old Testament the Lord remembers his covenant. He maintains that covenant in all its gracious aspects. He'll never fail you. He'll never forsake you. He remembered you and he keeps remembering you. And so as we exit the strange circumstances of lockdown, even with restrictions, we can say the Lord has remembered us. That's true in many ways, isn't it? He's preserved our health remarkably. At the beginning of the pandemic, I was fearful that it could strike a congregation with our age and health profile hard. And yet God has been very gracious. We can be thankful for that. He's provided strength to come through the hard circumstances. But surely the greatest cause for rejoicing is the salvation that no virus can take away from us. The Lord has remembered us. Can you say that today? As you said in this worship service, can you say the Lord has remembered me in love, in grace, in mercy, in faithfulness? God has remembered. Then building on that, secondly, the psalmist says, God will bless. God will bless. Now, as one writer in the psalm has said, if the Lord has remembered us, what more do we need? And that's true. If God has remembered us in love and in grace, what more do we need? Nothing. And the Lord's remembering us really includes all the provision that we require, everything that we need. But the Lord loves his people so much that he goes on to give us extra promises, rich promises. He doesn't need to. If God says to us, he's remembered us, that's all we need. But he goes on to say even more to encourage us. The Lord will bless us. Full of encouragement. Particularly if you're fearful or anxious or burdened today. The Lord has promised to bless. Now of course the future is always uncertain. You know that and I know that. Think of James 4, 15 says, We ought to be saying, if the Lord wills, I'll do this or that. And he may not will. 
And of course, our present circumstances emphasize the uncertainty of life. Health, physical health, mental health, education for those children at school, a very difficult time for teachers, for those in business, and of course for church life, full of uncertainty. But if we focus on the uncertainties and allow them to fill our horizon, it's very easy then to become worried and downcast and pessimistic about the future and to exhibit a spirit that I suggest isn't the spirit of Christ. Not suggesting we ignore the difficulties and the challenges, far from it. Christians, more than anybody else, should be utterly realistic about life. But the ultimate solution always, always is to be found in the Lord and his promises. That's where our focus needs to be. You take your eyes off the Lord, everything else will just crowd your mind. You need to focus on the Lord and the promises. The Lord will bless us. And in the full light of the New Testament, we see that all the blessings of the Lord come to us through the Lord Jesus Christ. This is Christ-centered. The redemptive work of the Lord Jesus has made all the necessary provision for all of us as his people. And that's why we have wonderful verses like Philippians 4.19, My God will supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. It's because of Christ. The blessing that's promised includes, as we read in 2 Peter 1 and verse 3, everything we need for life and godliness. There's a promise to hold on to. Everything we need for life and godliness. Now, there are things God will not give us. And we must submit to that. But he will give us everything we need for life and godliness. There's no doubt about that. Whatever material provision you need, God will give it. And whatever spiritual provision, richly and abundantly, None of our needs is unknown to the Lord. Isn't that a great reassurance to have? Sometimes we don't know what we need. Often we don't know what would be best for us. There are a lot of unknowns, even for Christians. But the Lord knows. And he makes no mistakes. He's never confused. He's never in doubt as to what we ought to have. And that should lift from the shoulders of Christians a burden of anxiety and fear that otherwise might well crush us. And as crushing people around us, the the pent-up tide of medical and mental problems that will be unleashed in coming months is a fearful thing. And Christians experience the challenge as others do. But we have the ultimate resource to strengthen us and bring us through the troubles. 
God may not spare you troubles in the coming days. All sorts of reasons. He may take you through a dark valley. He's never said that he will spare us dark valleys. doesn't promise that. But he promises the provision, the grace that you'll need. Whatever he brings to each of us. You notice three times in those verses, he will bless. He will bless. He will bless. Absolute assurance. No room for any doubt, any maybe, any perhaps not. He will bless. And we can say with the psalmist, the familiar words of Psalm 23 in verse 1, I shall not be in want. Do you believe that today? Do you believe that the Lord has remembered you? Do you believe that the Lord will bless you in whatever ways you need in the coming days? He'll never fail you and he'll never forsake you and he'll be to you everything you need. God has remembered. God will bless. And finally, God is to be feared. God is to be feared. And we need to notice that because the promise of blessing is not for everyone. It's not doled out willy-nilly to believer and unbeliever alike. Whatever your faith or your lack of it, it is not saying God will bless anybody and everybody, regardless of their attitude to him. It's specified there, isn't it? The house of Israel. The house of Aaron. Language that speaks of his own people. Not confined, of course, to the Jews of the Old Testament. As if we were to look at this and say, well, Israel, Aaron, I'm not a Jew. This doesn't apply to me. Now, that that would be to misunderstand it. It includes all of those who trust in the Messiah. Listen to how Peter describes the Christian church, us In 1 Peter 2 and verse 9, you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God. The Old Testament descriptions, in other words, apply to God's people today as much as they did to the people of the psalmist's day. God's people. That's why we can take these promises as ours. Because they're addressed to all of the people of God. That's why we as Christians can sing these songs. As Christian songs. Because they embrace all the people of God. Whether you're a Jew or a Gentile. Whatever your ethnic background. If you belong to Christ. As Paul says in Galatians 3.29. You're Abraham's seed. We are heirs according to the promise. These are words for the Lord's people in all ages. 
So we can take the promises of his remembering and his blessing as ours. But it is only for the Lord's people. Verse 13 makes it clear and explicit. He will bless those who fear the Lord. There's the mark of people who really belong to the family of God. Anybody can claim to be a Christian. Many still do. But do they fear the Lord? That is the test. That shows whether somebody's the genuine article or not. Do they fear the Lord? That demonstrates the truth or the falsehood of someone's profession of faith. Is this a person who fears the Lord? If they don't, it doesn't matter what they profess. It doesn't matter how loudly they say, I'm a Christian, or how big a Bible they carry. If they don't fear the Lord, they're not one of his people. But what does it mean to fear the Lord? We can easily misunderstand that. It's the kind of fear that speaks of respect and love. The respect and love of children for a beloved parent. That's the kind of fear that's always in view in the scriptures. The fruit of God's grace. We don't do this naturally. As sinners, our fear of the Lord would have us like Adam and Eve, hiding from God behind a tree, fearful of judgment. No, it's not that kind of fear. People without Christ should fear God in that way, be terrified of him and of his judgment. But this fear is a loving respect, a desire to honor him, a longing not to offend him in any way. Psalm 111.10 says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Are you someone who fears the Lord in this way of grace as a saved sinner? Small and great alike. No earthly distinctions matter. You can be great in the world's eyes or small in the world's eyes. It doesn't matter. Do you fear the Lord? You can be highly educated. You can be intellectually challenged. Doesn't matter. Do you fear the Lord? You can be wealthy. You can be in want. Doesn't matter. Do you fear the Lord? That's crucial to receiving the blessing. So it's a psalm, and the verses in particular are full of encouragement. God has remembered. God will bless. Wonderful words to take to heart. But make sure they apply to you. Do you fear the Lord? Do you love him? Do you delight in him? Do you fear to dishonor him or offend him? Godly fear. And if you are one who fears the Lord, then... The promises are yours. The Lord will bless and provide all that you need. And it's in that spirit that we are to face an unknown future. Unknown in most of its respects, isn't that true? We don't know what the rest of today will bring to any of us. Thoughts might be particularly the disease that's around, but 
There are all the challenges and dangers that were always there and haven't gone away. We don't know. But here's God's word surely to us. The Lord has remembered. The Lord will bless. But don't forget, he's to be feared. In love and devotion, giving our hearts to him. May the Lord apply his word to us to give us the strength and the grace for each day.